Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to Folklore Friday. I'm excited to bring you some stories from a book called Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio from author Pu Songling. Hey guys, three quick announcements. If you heard the audio clip the other day, you'll know that I'm launching monthly Zoom calls for Feng Shui Club subscribers. I'm really excited about that feature because it's going to be able to kind of hit everybody on their Feng Shui understanding and really focus on um, how you can use these daily energies. You know, at the beginning of the month, I talk about monthly energies and I kind of talk about how you can use them. Well, each week we'll focus on the upcoming week's energies and we'll be able to look ahead and we'll be able to plan a little bit more. And you can actually plan out your feng shui adjustments and, and ask questions and, you know, understand a little bit more about feng shui. And I'll have four different sessions, a general session where I, you know, just talk about the monthly energies, beginner session, intermediate session, and then an advanced session. That's kind of a jam session, troubleshooting and talking about advanced feng shui, um, maybe formulas, concepts, and theories. So I'm excited about that part of it. Oh, and, and so announcement number two, go check out the website, brand new website um, that just launched this past week. Uh, previous to this, all of my, sorry, previous to this, all of my podcast information was all housed on my consulting page. So um, I'm excited to present to you this new uh, website. I'll have it linked to below. Go check that out and um, just kind of see what it's all about. And all the content now will be housed on there and we'll be moving from the consulting website. So if you haven't signed up for emails, go sign up there uh, on that website to be added to the email list. If you're bad about checking emails, this is perfect for you. My third announcement is my telegram channel. So in order to have people, you know, get all the links and announcements and everything that, you know, that goes with it. Um, I noticed that social media, especially Facebook and Instagram, it's really super difficult for everybody to see everything. Um, especially if you don't have those notifications turned on, or if you're not even following me on social media. So, um, one thing you can do is go, I'll put the link below also to that telegram channel. It's just the learn feng shui podcast. And I'll be able to, um, bring you, you know, updates. I promise I won't spam you too much. Maybe, um, a few times a week and not, not even every day guys. So go subscribe to that. And that'll also, uh, include you in getting any sort of like last minute announcements. Sometimes I actually do, um, uh, some different things with date selection. I'll notice the dates later on, or I'll hear a feng shui master say something that day that, uh, you know, I can, I can share with you guys and, um, we can kind of uh, come together on different meditations and stuff like that. So, um, after this super, super lengthy announcement, let's get on to the show. Hey guys, I'm excited to bring you some stories again from the book called Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio. I was listening to some podcasts and just kind of shuffling through some things. And so I honestly don't remember where I heard it. And I wish I could give credit to who, you know, the podcast that I heard it from. But um, 
So I found this book through this podcast in which he told one of the stories. Um, it's really fun. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to buy that book. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to find that, you know, some fun stories for Folklore Friday. And so it kind of reminds me of, if you remember from probably maybe middle school or high school English, the telling of the Canterbury Tales and the author Geoffrey Chaucer. So some of the stories are a little bit risque, some are silly, and some are kind of meant to teach a moral lesson. So I'll probably stick to more of the moral lesson ones and more of the entertaining ones. There's even some ghost stories in there. So again, um, I'll probably actually do a whole podcast on the author whose name is Pusong Ling because he actually has a fascinating life also. So uh, perhaps I'll revisit uh, Pusong Ling in the very near future. But for today, let's listen to these tales from the Chinese studio. This story is from one called Growing Pears. It's tale number 13. A peasant was selling pears in the market. They were sweet and fragrant and exceedingly expensive. A Taoist monk in a tattered cap and robe came begging by the pear vendor's cart, and a man told him to be gone. When the monk lingered, the vendor began to abuse him angrily. But you have hundreds of pears in your cart, returned the monk, and I'm only asking for one. You would hardly even notice it, sir. Why are you getting so angry? Onlookers urged the vendor to give the monk one of the less succulent pears just to be rid of him. But the man obstinately refused. A waiter who was serving the customers at a nearby wine stall, seeing the scene, was threatened to grow ugly. He bought a pear and gave it to the monk, who bowed in thanks and turned to the assembled crowd. Meanness, he declared, is something we monks find impossible to understand. I have some very fine pears of my own, which I would actually like to give you. If you had such fine pears, said one of the crowd, then why did you not eat them for yourself? Why did you need to go begging? I need this one for seed, was the monk's reply. So saying, he held the pear out in front of him and began munching it down until there was only a single seed from its core, which he held in one hand while ta uh, taking down a hoe from his shoulder and making a little hole in the ground. Here he placed the seed and covered it with earth. He now asked for some hot water to sprinkle on it, and one of the more enterprising members of the crowd went off and fetched him from you know water from a roadside tavern. The water was scalding hot, but the monk proceeded to pour it on the ground over his seed. The crowd watched, riveted, as a tiny sprout began pushing its way through the soil, growing and growing until it was a fully-fledged tree, complete with branches and leaves. And then it flowered and bore fruit, great, big, fragrant pears. Every branch was laden with them, and the monk now climbed into the tree and began picking all the pears, handing them down to the crowd. And as he did so, soon every single pear on the tree had been given away. And when this was done, he started hacking the tree with his hoe, and it fell. So then shouldering the tree, branches, leaves, and all, he sauntered casually off. Now, from the very beginning of this performance, the pear vendor had been standing in the crowd, straining his neck to see what the others were seeing, quite forgetting his trade and what he had come to the market for. Only when the monk had gone did he turn around to see that his own pear cart was empty, and he knew that the pears the monk had passed out were all from his cart. 
And he noticed that his cart was actually missing one of the handles and it had been nearly hacked away. So the peasant flew into a rage and went in hot pursuit of this monk, following him the length of the wall around a corner. And there was his cart handle lying discarded on the ground. He knew that once it had served the monk as a pear tree. As for the monk himself, he had vanished without a trace to the great amazement of the crowd. This story is called The God of Hail, and I wanted to include this one just as a little bit of a nod to where I live here in West Texas. We had our first hailstorm the other day, and it's pretty common around springtime. So when I found the story, I thought, oh, perfect. <laughs> so The God of Hail. Wang Young Kang, a gentleman from Shandong, was posted to the southern region of the Hunan province, anciently known as Chu. En route, he proposed to climb the famous dragon and tiger peak and call upon the Taoist heavenly patriarch, who was a resident there. He reached the lake, and just as he was boarding a boat, a man came roaming towards him in a little skiff, calling out to the boatman to introduce them. Even as Wang was sizing up the man's elegant and somewhat imposing appearance, he produced from his gown that he was one of the heavenly patriarch's calling cards. So it wasn't the heavenly patriarch himself, but... uh. Like his go, you know, his, his chauffeur, his go man, right? <laughs> My master has learned of your imminent arrival and has sent me ahead to welcome you. Wang was astonished and at his foreknowledge and of his proposed visit, which only increased his sense of reverence toward the Taoist patriarch and fortified his determination to wait upon him. He finally arrived at his destination to find the heavenly patriarch surrounded by his retinue of strangely robe attendants, their hair and beards brushed in an antique manner. The patriarch received him most cordially and treated him to a fine banquet. The man from the skiff also waited on him, and after a while, Wang inquired as to who he was. He is a fellow countryman of yours, replied the heavenly patriarch. Do you not know him? Wang begged to be enlightened. This is Li Zhuqi. He whom men call the god of hail. Well, Wang's face fell in sheer astonishment. He has just informed me, continued the heavenly patriarch, of a new reign of hail commission. He will soon have to take leave of us. Where is he going? asked Wang to Zhang Qi. I don't know how to say that, I think. <laughs> now, Zhang Qi was right next to his own native town in Shandong, and Wang immediately got down from his seat and put in a plea for his neighbors that they may be spared from the violent hailstorm. Unfortunately, this decree emanates from the supreme deity, said the patriarch. The quantity of hail to be dropped has been exactly predetermined and cannot be altered for personal reasons. Well, the patriarch could also see, however, that Wang was deeply distressed, and after pondering the matter for a while, he turned and instructed the god of hail to discharge most of his hailstones on the hills and valleys so as to spare the crops. And as you can see, he went on, I have a guest, so would you mind making your departure a little more civilized than normal? The god left the hall and went out into the courtyard where seconds later a cloud of mist could be seen billowing out from beneath his feet. He hovered above the ground for a minute, then lifted off with a massive force, reaching first treetop and then roof level. Finally, there was an almighty clash of thunder, and as he soared into the sky and northwards, plates rattled on the tables and the whole building quaked. 
You mean to say that every time he goes, it thunders like that? Gasped the awestruck wing. Well, just now I actually asked him to tone it down, said the heavenly patriarch. So he made it a leisurely takeoff. Otherwise, he would have zoomed straight up into the air and bang. When Wang eventually took his leave, he made note of the date. Later, he sent a man to Jiang Chi to make inquiries, and it transpired on that day that there had been a particularly heavy storm with rain and hail filling the watercourses to overflowing. But strangely, only a few lumps of hail had landed on the fields. I actually particularly like that story because, uh, again, here in West Texas, we get a lot of hail and, um, every year it seems like I put out flowers. I have a cherry tree that gives off fruit and I'll be darned if some years it doesn't get beat down with hail and I have nothing. <laughs> so, um, I'm, uh, I kind of like that story and a little bit partial to it. Hey, if you've activated any funky energy in your home or you feel like your home needs an energy boost, don't forget to sign up for my free monthly workshop, the Feng Shui workshop, which uh, the topic for April is going to be activating the Sun Noble, which calms down energy that's been negatively activated in your space. So if you've done a renovation or you have overly used area or something and you feel like some negative things have happened since then, I encourage you to come join me for the webinar. Again, it's free for everyone. You could sign up via the link below. And I will have the topics up for the next three or four months. So you're able to kind of look ahead and plan which ones you may want to join. One of those is going to be a Q&A. So if you have any questions, I will be kind of talking about how to submit those. And one of them will be through that Telegram app. So if you want to ask questions, you know, I might do a poll or something on there. So join me on the dang Telegram, guys. Let's do it. So um, there's that. And don't forget to check out those features to the Feng Shui Club, which will be launching in May. Thanks. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.